Oh, it's just so hard as well, isn't it? Chess. It's just insanely hard. This is Hikaru Nakamura, and you're listening to the Full English Breakfast. I'll tell you what, let's talk about some tournaments. So. But let's talk about some guys who are bucking the odds, showing how chess is easy. And uh, one of those is this kid who, of course, is not new and, in fact, uh, has been uh, making headlines uh, since he was probably eight or something. And that's uh, Wonder Liang, who has gotten two Grandmaster norms. Yeah, unbelievable. I actually realized I tweeted about it. Uh, he had an unbelievable performance at the St. Louis... Uh, invitational uh winning his group he got seven and a half and then christian carilla had a brilliant tournament he got six and a half shout out to christian the assassin good friend of mine but a wonder liang basically got seven and a half out of nine obviously you know gained about 30 points or something you know magnus carlson obviously you know him you might have heard of him yeah might might have heard of the guy yeah i think one of the first books that was written on him was called a wonder kid wonder boy it's called wonder boy by seaman agerstein it's a good book do you think a Wonder's first book will be A Wonder Boy. It's a great name. It's a great name. A Wonder. He's a wonder. It's definitely a marketer's dream, isn't it, to have that <laughs> yeah. that first name. But, I mean, he not only just did he crush this classic tournament in, uh, in St. Louis, he has just made his final Grandmaster norm at the Chicago Open. And he's going to be a Grandmaster. And I believe he will be the second youngest grandmaster in u.s history well we did get a, a tweet from a patron of the show chris wainscott who pointed this out that he's qualified the gm title at 14 years one month and 20 days he just turned 14 back in early april and um yeah that's pretty impressive i mean whenever you're you're talking about being the uh, second youngest gm of of a big country uh you know we can expect great things certainly certainly i mean only 14 he's, he's got a very bright future in, in head, ahead of him and uh, he was playing in reykjavik he's staying at the same hotel as me he seems like a really nice kid and his dad seems lovely as well i, I always get a little bit concerned myself when i hear these uh, you know parents and the kid do they push the kid because I've been to many junior events in the past where I've seen some disgusting things happen. And this is like in local junior tournaments, you know, not even big tournaments, under 10 Surrey schools championships where, you know, the players aren't that good. And I, I remember going along to one like many years ago and this poor kid who was about eight years old comes out the tournament hall, he's lost the game and his dad just starts shouting at him in front of everyone. And I'm just thinking, I mean, what do you do in that situation? These pushy parents, what I conceive of A Wonder and his dad, they have a lovely relationship and they're both lovely people. I, mean, I want to make that clear, but, you know, there, there is this other side of chess where you see these pushy parents. And sometimes I've wanted to step in and say something, but it's certainly not my place to tell people how to parent their kids. Laws, oh. didn't your parents tie you up to a chess mm. book when you were six? Well, they definitely tied me up to something. And it I wish it was a chess book side because I wouldn't be where I am right now, I'll tell you that. Uh, no, I, I was lucky enough. My parents weren't super pushy uh, in that sense. They did encourage me, but they weren't pushy. And bottom line is the really pushy parents, the, the consequences much later on down the line are often negative, aren't they? Even if they do initially achieve... Um, and there is a lot of resentment there. So, but I mean, just going back to Wanda, I don't know his personal circumstances, but congratulations to him. He really 
is a very special talent and uh he's going to get to 2600 the question isn't whether he's going to get to 2600 the question is is he going to go way past that and where can he go because actually if you look at the people who got their gm titles around the age of 14 let's just go through them you know the sergey karyakins peter lekos magnus carlsons judith polgars there is some connection there right they all did really go very far i can't recall a youngster making a grandmaster title at that age and not getting to at least 2700 maybe we could check that out that would be one for how about this for the listeners out there have a little research for us, all of you guys interested in chess history and chess stats. Has there been any player to get the Grandmaster title at 14 who didn't reach 2,700 consequently? Good question. We've also got to mention, of course, the first youngest, the youngest United States Grandmaster uh, who was also playing in and won the tournament in Chicago, and that's Sam Sevian, another young guy. He was a Grandmaster at 13 years and 10 months. It wasn't he the kid with the killer stare? Stare into his opponent's eyes. You know? Does Sam Sevian has the killer stare? I didn't hear that. I have, however, met his uh, his parents at uh, in Vicence, and they also seem very nice not and not terribly pushy. So that's... Uh, <laughs> but uh, he won clear first, which is not easy to do, believe me, in the Chicago Open, seven and a half out of nine won ten thousand dollars, and he did it also in a you know pretty uh, impressive way. He even had the luxury of drawing his last two games, so he he just like ripped up the field in the beginning of the tournament, won six out of his first seven. So uh, we so we were talking about Wanda. Uh, brilliant. I tell you who else has been brilliant. Yes. A good guy who I've had the honor of getting to know the past few years, having been in the States so much. My boy Var Akobian. Var, who won his tournament over at the Spring uh, Invitational and had an amazing US Championships as well. And Var is now at like an all time high. He's going to be at like 2672, which is definitely his highest. Well, I say definitely. I say that at my own peril, but pretty certain that he's never been 2672 at the ripe old age of 33. So there's still hope for us all. Well, hope for me. I know, Simon, you're a bit older than 33, but that's all right. I think, actually, if you, if you think about the older age limits, you, you were saying that. I mean, if you look at people like Kramnik um, and Anand, look at what they've done recently. I mean, there's, there's hope um, of still being a great player later on in life. I know we're talking about A Wonder at a young age, but people can get a second and third wind. And Korchnoi, very famously, only became very good at chess later on in life. Well, I say later on, it, you know, he wasn't a, an old, old guy at the time, but he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't particularly great at a young age. So, I mean, do you think chess in some ways does transcend age? I think to be really good, you have to start very young, really, but there's still hope. Yeah, I mean, like we've seen it, like even even with like Mickey, right? Mickey got to I think his highest ever rating. By the way, um, I know he's dropped a few points. Mickey Adams, I think he got to his highest ever rating w- within the last year. I know he, as I say, he's dropped a few points. Even if you look at uh, Peter Svidler, uh, has been doing well, and Vichy and Vladimir Kramnik are still up there, of course, and so. You know, it's it's encouraging. You know, I think the, the truth is, I don't think there's really any reason why an older chess player can't improve as much as a younger chess player. I think it's life situations. I think when you get older, you have families, you have your interests in other things, and you might not be as hungry 
as you are when you're younger but i don't really see i know the brain you could say the brain works much better when you're younger but maybe that's counterbalanced with experience as well i don't see why you can't have your biggest up at the age of 40 45 but you know if you're a healthy guy i don't see there's a re i don't think there's a reason you can't become best at that age i think it's um do you know what i think it's to do with songs i thought a lot about this as well i think it's to do with um energy actually physical energy i think it plays a big part and the younger guys have got that endurance factor the carlsons and the caruanas they just don't get as tired towards the end of a tournament as some of the other guys you know even veselin who's in good shape he will often say i'm just tired i just can't calculate to the intense levels that you need to in order to compete against these guys like he used to and i think that's the key factor i don't think there's any real change ability wise i think it's physical reasons i mean i think going on that point as well and um, what a lot of people have got to realize uh, if you were taking uh, Tapalov uh, as an example his style of chess is so energy draining because he has to he plays such complex attacking games every game he plays he needs to calculate and probably expend much more energy than most other players so i think you know as a general tip as well for people as you get older this is why you see people playing more solid openings you, you've got to maybe change your style with age i mean it's just you know one of these uh, sort of things everyone says but i think it can really help as well to do that yeah i mean definitely that there is an element to that but uh yeah just like i'm, I'm curious to see si as well like we're getting 14 year old grandmasters 13 year old grandmasters 12 year old grandmasters are we gonna see an 11 year old grandmaster within the next two to three years that's my question yeah good question i mean i don't know maybe maybe who knows you know people are 100 meters quicker people are doing everything better all the time so it's very possible yeah, or 10 year old can you imagine a 10 year old gm <laughs>
Scott Merrow. They have organized everything. They set up a Grandmaster uh, Blitz event, a simul with uh, myself and Mark. Our son Daniel is playing in the Grandmaster Blitz tournament. You know, we were talking to him about charities and about giving back. We spend a lot of time playing chess every week, and all these parents are very dedicated parents and very dedicated to their children doing chess, and there's mo- there are ways to raise money from golf and from soccer and from basketball, and there are all these charity tournaments. And so we thought that it would really be a great idea to use chess and do the same thing. And so many grandmasters offered lessons, and we got a Magnus Carlsen signed chess board, and even Mr. Kasparov signed things for us. Fabiano, so many people have helped uh, we have so many great tournament directors involved here and so many great volunteers that all came together uh, and volunteered their time. Scott came to me and said, hey, you know, we want to organize this big charity chess event um, because their son Daniel is a chess player from Columbia Grammar, which is also where I went to school. So he comes to me and says, hey, I need some grandmasters. We want to host a grandmaster blitz event. So I was like, well, I got to go to Robert because he has a great chess network. So just kept kind of snowballing and you know we ended up having i think over 15 grandmasters at the event which for a first year of a chair for a charity chess event is pretty impressive you know 75 kids for the quads and hopefully we can do even better next year yeah absolutely i mean it's very rare you see so many grandmasters in the same location even chess tournaments themselves don't have 15 grandmasters in a new york setting which is a shame because there's so many talented players and it's great to bring it all and it serves such a good event and good for the community great thanks very much of course a pleasure yeah, that's nice. Nice to give something back, yeah? Have some charity event. Great, great stuff. And, yeah, they're planning to make this an, an annual event. Several people who were there said something along the lines of, well, this was a long time in coming. Why haven't we seen events like this before? Because the players and the grandmasters in the community were obviously uh, on board with, with supporting it. And it was it was pretty unusual to see a blitz tournament in New York with so many GMs participating, even at, uh, you know, even at chess clubs like the Marshall Chess Club, you know, you don't really usually see this. Who, who won the blitz? So, Max Delugi. Ah, uh, he's good. He's good. I've had my, the odd scuffle with Max, believe me. He is a dangerous, dangerous blitz player. He, he was um world blitz champion at once. Yeah. He used to give all the big boys, Kramnik, Kasparov, he used to give them all the spanking. I played him a bunch of times in New York recently. You know, little wager here and there. You know, he beat me out of a few bucks. Like to donate charity. Talking about charity, like to do my bit. Like he needed it. Oh, you know? I've had the same with a certain character called um, Andrew Kitchley before Lawrence, but um... we won't go down that path. Saying that though, do you know what? An, ex- an X-rated full English breakfast episode of you and your best Andrew Kitchley stories would make for some entertaining material. It certainly would. Yeah, <laughs> we can do better that. <laughs> well, I don't know what you guys are talking about, which actually reminds me of some other feedback we've gotten from uh, a few people that uh, sometimes we tend to assume a little bit too much of our audience, whether it's chess terminology or people or something, and we should probably. Uh, break it down a little bit so that we can uh, not make uh, some of our more casual player fans feel excluded when they're listening to the show. Sounds reasonable. Panda to the Patsels. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, oh no. my god, that's such a good title of like a, a phone-in show for for amateurs where you could troll them. Sounds you know? like this This could be a new a new segment, you mean? We'll have a call-in segment, Panda to the Patsels, and we'll take voicemails. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Sounds amazing. 
No, anyway, I, I mean, I think I, I do this as much as anybody. You know, you'll reference some uh, tournament last year and, and just assume that everyone uh, knew about it, but it's not uh, not always the case. So we should probably try to think about that as as we uh, get new listeners. And yeah, it's great to, to have those listeners who are not, uh, let's say, following the Chess World 24-7, but listen to the show once a week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, ch- chess is, uh, I mean, I suppose we're talking about things that are going on, but but chess is open to everyone, isn't it? And uh, it's one of those games anyone can get into, whatever age, whatever area of life. Whatever gender. Yep, whatever sexual orientation as well. Yeah, amazing what beer can do sometimes. <laughs>